Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And we make the case that mathematizing is not about mimicking steps or rote memorizing facts, but it's about thinking and reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships. We take the strong stance that not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching, but that mimicking algorithms actually keeps students from being the mathematicians they can be. We answer the question, if not algorithms and step-by-step procedures, then what? So in this episode, we're going to talk about strategies. So Pam, when I say that word, what pops into your mind? I think about how you solve a problem. Like problem solving strategies. Somebody actually asked me about that. um, And we've really already done an episode. It was episode 15. (laughs) If you're interested in what we think about problem solving strategies. Yeah. So check out episode 15. If you really want to hone in on problem solving strategies. What do yeah. we mean by that? Because I don't mean that. I don't I don't mean those that not, not problem solving strategies. When you said strategy and I said how you solve a problem, I mean how you mess with the numbers or the structure to solve mm, problems. Okay. You know, that big e-booklet that we put out not too long ago. Yeah. We had a whole series. What is it? Uh, episodes 90 something through 90 something where mm-hmm. we talk all about if not algorithms, then what? And we had if not the addition algorithm, then what? If not subtraction algorithm, then what? multiplication division algorithm then what and okay. in those we that, 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 we talked all about those strategies come on kim you know that mm-hmm. <laughs> so interesting we've been having conversations lately where it has become apparent to me that while we think we are talking to each other about strategies we might actually have four distinct meanings of the word strategies just in math teaching yeah. And so we thought we'd take just a minute today in this uh, episode to parse out the meanings, what could be the four different meanings of strategies. Mm. So Kim, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hone in on the one I was just talking about. In that whole series, if not algorithms, then what, where we literally worked out or we, we, we yeah, worked with people, what are the top five addition strategies? What are the top five subtraction strategies, top five multiplication strategies being, if I'm going to solve a division problem, if I want to build a kid who's really thinking and reasoning about division, what are the top five relationships they should own 
so that those five strategies become natural outcomes that they, and they can hit a division problem. And they're like, yeah, I've got, I've got some relationships I could use and I can, I can choose between these. Re- uh, ooh, I'm going to choose that strategy for this problem. That's true. Oh, oh, maybe actually that. Yeah, that one. Cause that's really efficient. It's sort of my brain went today. That's a meaning, a, a sort of a numeracy strategy, how you mess mm-hmm. with the numbers or structure. So give us a little bit more of a sense of the ones that earlier when, when I said problem solving strategy, you said problem solving strategy. Yeah, right. So so those are the ones that, like I said, we mentioned in a different episode where somebody might say one problem solving strategy might be to solve a simpler problem or a problem solving strategy might be to look for patterns or to look back to make sure that it makes sense. And we're actually, although some of those things are fantastic problem-solving strategies, we also don't mean acronyms where it says underline this and circle this and check for this. Like some of those acronyms where it's like cubes or steps. I, I or, yeah, yeah, I don't even all, know. All we, the different. We, yeah. we can't even remember them, right? They're, they're acronyms, right? But they're kind of step-by-step procedures that kids have to follow mm-hmm. all these steps every time they... Every student for every problem. Yeah. Yeah. But that could be a meaning of the word strategy, that kind of problem solving strategies. We don't advocate those memorizing a bunch of steps to to solve problems. Uh, If you want to hear more about that, check out episode 15, where we really dive into problem solving strategies, what to and not to do for those. So what's a third meaning that we might have as we're talking to each other, we're math teachers, we're, we're interested in teaching math. What might be a third meaning about strategies? Yeah, so we have problem solving and numerical strategies, but there's also teaching strategies, right? Teaching Teaching. strategies. Mm -hmm. And and when we say teaching strategies, we also, um, I think, kind of get twisted a little bit because we might be talking about teaching like an adjective or like a noun. Are we talking about teaching students some strategies or are they teacher strategies? Yeah, parsing that out is tricky. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about, let's see, like you said adjective or noun, and now I'm like stuck. Like you have to tell me which one this is. Okay. So if I'm talking about strategies like good questioning and wait time and using a private signal so that uh, all students have enough time to, to respond and we don't have this sort of speed thing going on, or if I talk about partnering kids strategically and appropriately, or if I talk about like all the discourse moves to create discourse in my class, things Things that the teacher does, teacher moves, we call them high leverage teacher moves. Mm-hmm. Those are those are some teaching strategies, right? Yeah. Those are and teaching strategies the teacher does or teacher moves, teaching strategies. I guess I kind of, in my mind, I don't, I, I think it's less important that it's an adjective or a noun, but I think of those as they're teaching, like they, they're, um, how do I say this? They Happening are- as you teach? Hmm. I don't, I don't know how to say what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's the kinds of things that we, in our, in our um, deep dive workshops, we have a whole module set aside in the deep dive workshops where we relook at everything we've worked on in the math and we relook at how we did it. And we talk about, Ooh, like, was, was it on purpose that I asked that question at that point? Was it on purpose that I asked every person in the room a question? Was it on purpose? Why did I say, could you restate what that person said? Or does everybody understand this person's strategy, their numeracy numeracy strategy? Uh, I was about to say numeracy problem solving strategy. That's tricky. 
Did everybody understand? Well, it could have been either, right? Did you understand how this person went about solving that problem numeracy-wise, the relationships-wise? Or did you understand how they used a simpler problem or how they went and asked uh, a, a colleague for a hint? Like there could be there could be problem-solving strategies. There could be numeracy, sort of mathematical relationship problem. Uh, as, as we sort of point those out, what teachers are doing to teach those I, I call teaching strategy, teacher moves. We usually call them high leverage teacher moves. What are the, mm-hmm. what are the ones that we could really get a lot of leverage out of? If we just change this little thing, tweak this, create to create discourse in class, those are sort of teacher moves because Kim, I think we've got one more kind of thing that could be, we could call a teaching strategy, Yeah, but it's less about kind of what a teacher does as the teacher's teaching. And yeah. It's, it's not more, about the moves they make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a high leverage teacher move. It's more of a routine. Yeah. Like sometimes we'll have teachers talk about, well, I use numberless word problems, which by the way, we love, mm-hmm. or I leave the answer off at the end of word problems to get students to really think about what's happening in the problem. And then I'll say, uh, when I say leave the answer off, I mean, uh, uh, sorry, I, I actually meant leave the question off. So I might, I might have the whole word problem, but, but then not ask a question, just set up the scenario and then say, what, what questions could we ask? If this was the scenario, what questions could we ask and let the kids sort of generate a bunch um, and they can answer them. And then you could, then when you, when they look at a word problem later and all they have to do is answer the one question, like just this one, we don't have to come up with a bunch of just, just that's a, an, all of those kinds of things. Um, another one that comes to mind. Uh, Peter Lilly et al. and his work with building thinking classrooms has some uh, ways of teaching, like using vertical non-permanent surfaces. So you put kids up at these vertical non-permanent, so like a whiteboard or something that you can erase. That's a way of teaching. That's a teaching strategy to get kids up, get kids. Um, well, and, and if you add to that, that there's only one marker and you add to that, that you're visibly uh, randomly grouping them. All those, those are teaching strategies to help you teach in a different way to, and, and, and from his perspective to create a thinking classroom. Those are sort of ways of um, arranging your teaching, ways mm-hmm. of kind of building set routines in classroom. So we could be talking about that kind of strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, I don't know. There's like four different kind of strategies that we've sort of talked about today. We could have a numeracy strategy, how you mess with the numbers or structure to solve the problem. We could have a problem solving strategy. How do you attack a problem? What, what's the way that you kind of help yourself understand what the, the problem's asking? And then, and then how do you kind of decide how you're going to mm, employ a numeracy strategy to solve it? <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of number two. Number three, a teaching strategy, a, t- a high leverage teacher move, the, the sort of discourse moves, the, the, the things that the teacher does in the act of teaching to, uh, to help students learn. And then also the fourth one, kind of these ways of teaching, setting up more routines where we might, uh, like we said, numberless word problems, leaving the question off at the end of a word problem, uh, vertical non-purpose surfaces, randomly yeah. grouping, yeah. those kind of uh, ways of setting up teaching. Of, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and I think you and I were talking about this because we wondered like, in the conversations that we're having with people, how clear are we being and how clear are other people being? And, and like, why does, why does it even matter that we parse out the differences between these strategies? And it boils down to there's a lot of really cool routines and strategies out there of all kinds. But 
people want to adopt them as ideas in their room because they're interesting and they get kids thinking. However, if you don't have the mathematical strategies to support the other three, then they all fall flat. Like there's nothing worth talking about. There's nothing worth pairing kids for. There's nothing worth problem solving for. And so we center a lot of our conversation around the numerical strategies because then you bring meat to the conversation. Yeah. And I almost just like want to have you repeat exactly what you said (laughs) of those four strategies. Yeah. We spend so much time talking about and building with teachers, the mathematical strategies, the numerical relationships, the spatial relationships, the modeling relationships. We spent a lot of time building those strategies. That's why we did all those episodes in the nineties, all about if not algorithms, then what? talking about those mathematical strategies, because if we don't have those, the rest of them, I mean, they might make your class a little more engaging or a little less, you know, boring than if you just, just teach traditionally, but all of those things, you could do any of those other three kinds of strategies and they kind of fall flat because you're not actually mathematizing. You're not actually mentoring students to be mathematicians, if it's still, if the content of your classroom is still about mimicking step-by-step procedures, then have at, go at uh, the other three kinds of strategies. Um, Mm -hmm. It will, you know, probably perk things up a little bit, but if you really want a a real thinking classroom and a real engaged uh, mentoring set of students where, where they are in classroom community of learners where it's it's shared created understanding then we need to have all four happening and the most important we think is to build that mathematics so we really have those mathematical relationships going on yeah it's nicely said all right if you want to learn more mathematics and refine your math teaching so that you and students are mathematizing more and more then join the math is figureoutable movement and help us spread the word that math is figureoutable Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.